Have you been listening to the Warrior Wednesday with the Cosmic Valkyrie, me, Lynn Louise? If not, go back and listen to them. They are so inspiring. And every week you get a new one. Today we have Veronica Parks. Whoa. Wait until you hear this one. I'm wooed. I am one of her biggest fans now. Yes, that's how powerful she is. I can't wait for you to listen to this. But first, please leave a great review because by doing that, it increases the algorithms for this episode. And together, you, Veronica, and I can help transform more lives. Also, if you have not registered for my Evolution 10X Masterclass, make sure to get registered. The doors aren't open long and they won't reopen for at least another three months, if not longer. So make sure to go to the show notes, click and get registered today. You're listening to The Cosmic Valkyrie. I'm your host, Lynn Louise. My Dharma is to help you through rapid recovery from past trauma. My rapid recovery method will call your voice back home so you can reconnect with your inner wisdom and trust. Moving you from observer to creator and manifesting the life that you've always desired. I combined ancient healing and wisdom with subconscious reprogramming to help you ascend and align with your higher purpose. You will integrate with your cosmic consciousness to create the expansion and success you came to earth to experience. I'm honored you're here. Before we get started, let me state my standard disclaimer that all the answers on this podcast and in general are for informational and educational purposes only, and in no way a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Welcome back to another Warrior Wednesday, everyone. Today I have this amazing, charismatic woman I've been following on Instagram. I've been Instagram stalking her for about three months now. Veronica, can you please share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you serve people? Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I've been called the soul healer by many, and I just adapted that as my, so to speak, title. But ultimately, I guide people to find their own inner truth, to fall in love with who they are, and remove those subconscious blocks and the painful trauma from the childhood. Because when you do that, that creates the ripple effect in every area of your life right now. And that is my mission in the world, to help people become even happier than they are and fall in love with who they are. You're this amazing high vibe woman and I watch you with an open heart, share with transparency, deliver great knowledge. And I know that this didn't automatically come to you that you probably had to heal from your past trauma. And I was wondering if you would share a little bit of your story, where you came from and how that manifested in your adult life. Yes, absolutely. I grew up actually in a small village in a country called Moldova, which is the size of Maryland state. And at that time, it was under communist suppression. Not only that, but my parents were very, very, very strict. So I grew up in a very impoverished environment, not having running water, having 
electricity only two hours at night. And since I've known myself, I've worked in the land from like sunrise to sunset, the times that I wasn't in school. So I didn't have my first vacation until I came to America about 14 years ago. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) But that was not the toughest part. At the age of eight, I was sexually abused. And coming from a Christian Orthodox environment where sex is seen as the biggest sin ever. As a child, you don't talk about, you don't think about, you don't express it. I kept it to myself all those years. And I made it a mission to study hard because that was the only way I could escape that environment and go away. I didn't realize I was going to go across the world to America. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a flight. <laughs> but since I was a child, I knew that I was going to do everything in my power to run away, run away from my family, which I do love. But it was a different kind of love, not the nourishing emotion kind of love that I teach all my clients right now. It was all numbers, work, and food. Your emotions don't matter. Your feelings, that's something you see in telenovelas that's not real. So I became really great at putting that face on. If you would have met me years ago, you would think that this person, not not that I don't have a heart, but I would never wear it on my sleeve. Nothing could ever get to me. I was all about business, all about numbers. Let's get shit done. So I want to ask you, as you developed and you stepped into that adulthood, most of my listeners can relate, very analytical, strong, independent women that are going to take charge of their whole life and we're going to control everything that happens to us. But as you know from experience, and so does my audience, that really materializes in a lack of control. But how did your struggles appear as you grew up and you stepped into your personal power? Business-wise, it was all great. Anything I put my mind to it, I was making it happen. And then I came to America because I fell in love with a love at first sight. I fell in love with this great guy. I was married for five and a half years. He was my best friend. It was a safe marriage. And deep inside, I was bored out of my mind. We became almost, I would say, roommates. Because sex was something that I was doing it just to check it off the list. Maybe some people relate, like when you come from the Christian Orthodox and it's so like controlling and conservative, you don't talk about sex. All of a sudden you have a ring on your finger and it's supposed to be okay. I never had the learnings of what am I supposed to do? Does this feel right? Like I felt guilty every time. And all of a sudden, oh no, this this is how life should be right now. You're supposed to have sex and enjoy it. And I'm like, I can't wrap my head around. So I'm sure that had a lot to do in my marriage but it was very safe. And eventually we ended it because we realized that we didn't have that passion. I ended up meeting this guy that was the biggest passion I've had, brought out in me this, I want to say this sexual being that I didn't know existed. And also came with a lot of drama because he was very jealous and controlling. So I stayed in the relationship for two and a half years, was verbally, physically, emotionally, and psychologically abusive. When it was great, it was the best. When it was bad, I was numbing myself with alcohol. I was eating peanut butter. I was finishing like a jar in two days. And I believe I went through a period of depression because I would find myself in a bed and I didn't want to do with anything. And I just remember this moment that I looked down the window. It was like noon. 
And I thought to myself, if the person that I love the most treats me this way, what is the point in living? So I thought, why don't I just jump and make it easy for everybody? Who cares, right? And in that moment, I remember that little girl that used to dream that knew that nothing is impossible for her. And something shifted in me that whatever love I had for that guy completely dissipated. I looked at him and was like, how was I ever in love with this person? I don't even find him attractive anymore. And I became obsessed with finding every tool to heal my heart and better off heal my childhood trauma because I carry that with me across the world. I thought I was running away from it, but it's in your heart, it's in your memory, it's in your emotional body. And unless you clear that from the root cause, you're going to carry it forever in every relationship that you got. So I got certified in yoga. I got certified in NLP. I became an energy healer. You name it, I've done it all to develop this quantum speed technique that I use with my clients right now. Because I believe that if I can turn into this obnoxiously happy individual, anybody can, literally anybody, there is hope for every person out there. And if you're still thinking that your story is different, that you don't have the strength, that you're not like everybody else, there is hope. I've seen it all. It is possible. And it was possible for me. It's possible for everybody else. I agree. There's a couple of things I want to touch on in your story because a lot of my listeners come from strong dogmatic background, very rooted in religion. And so much is wrapped around that. I can't imagine what you were taught as a youngster being orthodox, but I love that you bring up that juxtaposition of premarital sex is the worst thing ever. And then you get married, you put on the ring and it's supposed to be okay. Our brains don't work that way. That dichotomy had to be a difficult one to bridge. And like, it adds a tumultuous relationship just to sex itself. When you reflect back on the abusive one and you look at that, do you really see that element of sexual passion there? Or was it the past that you were raised in and what you were used to? You knew the abuse from your past, obviously, and acknowledging that as passion. Or is it really that you were extremely passionate. You know what I'm asking? Does that make yes, sense? Yes, I do. I do. I do. And I, I believe is the latter. I believe is control because control and punishment that was familiar to me. And I didn't realize until years later when I did the work that I attracted that relationship. I'm grateful that it happened because had I not been through that abuse, I wouldn't be able to wake up and transform myself. But yeah, it was very much the need for control. Let's put it this way. Looking back at that relationship, I realized that instinctively I was looking for that drama. I was almost subconsciously searching for him to raise his hand at me because after that storm, he would treat me like a queen and I got to feel what love is. So it was that training that love comes after punishment, that to feel good even for a moment, you have to go through hardships that you're not enough just the way you are, right? You have to do more and struggle and, and all of this just to enjoy a moment. And it doesn't have to be the way. Our brain loves familiarity and it loves patterns and it 
is so easy for us to follow what our brain wants to validate as a safe place for us, even though it can be very dangerous. I tell my listeners this all the time that we attract who we are, but also our brain, our physical brain, this muscle inside of our body that is a fraction of who we are, is always surveying our surroundings, looking for familiar patterns. Sometimes it's at the expense of our safety when it comes to relationships. Breaking that pattern and having that awareness is so important. And that come to Jesus moment, as we say down south of, what the hell am I doing in this relationship? And searching and looking or asking, because all of us are super cosmic, right? Like asking the universe, please send me help, you know, show me who can help me out of this. And I love that you work directly with women in these situations. We live in a rape culture that men doing this behavior is completely acceptable. And more and more of us are coming together. We're bringing light to this. that This is not okay. But you went out and you found what worked. You put together this amazing method to help women find their true happiness. What do you put together to help them facilitate their transformation? So the method that I use, it's a combination of timeline therapy, energy healing, and a lot of intuition. So when I work with somebody, I speak directly to their subconscious mind, which is more than 90% of their capacity. That's why when you read a book or you go to a workshop, you feel good, but the transformation doesn't happen because you're only using five to 10% of your capacity. So when we go on a subconscious level, then I take you back to the past, the very first time you've experienced, whether it was anger or sadness. It could have been a simple conversation that your parents had when you were in the womb. It depends where the client wants to go. And I call this emotional surgery because we get to release that emotional charge from the root cause. And now I add an extra element of energy healing because every time you take something, you have to fill in the void. Otherwise, the person is going to fill in the void with the same thing or something even worse. So I use energy healing to fill that void with the highest level of love and the exact energy that they need. Once that is clear, that creates a domino effect to the present moment. So majority of staff come from the womb up to seven years old. And that's why like, I believe that every child needs therapy because there is no such thing as perfect parenting. I'm going to geek out with you for a moment <laughs> because I'm a mass. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a master hypnotist as well. And I do regression and I've developed a higher purpose regression and multidimensional. We are so aligned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I really love this concept when you're in that state of theta, when you're in that subconscious place where you can reprogram and validate their fears, kind of clear out that cachet and the necessity to fill it with something positive. I have my own method that I do that with, but I'm really curious when you're doing this energetically, are you doing this? Is it a vibration that you're filling it with? How are you going about personally helping them achieve this? Um, that's a very, very good question. I had the healing energy power since I was a kid. And I used to do that with kids around, like taking their pain away, not knowing that I had a gift. So when we're in that moment, I connect to the person spirit guides and I call in higher powers to fill in the void with the highest vibration of love. And when I do a session, I feel everything the client feels. So we're now moving from that moment until I feel in you for an ecstasy because I know they're feeling too. I'm simply a channel and a guide 
to facilitate that to go through me. Does that make sense? Yes, because everything is energy. We are energy. We are all interconnected and we come from a collective consciousness. So when we go into that state, those higher selves, those dimensions, we become one with each other. So it makes it easy for you to identify what they need, what needs to happen, making that shift. What I know, or what you and I know, is that when we're in that theta state, in those brain waves, and we're relaxed and we're connected with each other, you are co-creating there. They have control over what's happening. They can allow, they can resist. But when they open their heart, then it allows you to come in and really help facilitate on a much deeper level. This is so valuable. I'm so excited and so thankful that you brought this into the mix. You're very welcome. <laughs> like, like I say, with, with all this stuff that we learn, yeah, we can get certified in things. We can pick up tools, but ultimately we heal with love and you pick everything from everyone and then you make something that is unique to you. My method, it's something unique to me. The way you do it is unique to you. And I truly believe there is a perfect healer for every person. And before I even get to work with somebody, I ask them, is every cell in your body telling you that I'm the person? If it feels right, then I'm your person. It doesn't matter how many reviews or, or raving fans somebody has. If you don't feel aligned, then that is not your person. Your body is always going to tell you who is your healer, who is your coach, who is your mentor. So listen to your body. It absolutely does. When you're working with people, do you work one-on-one -on -one or group settings or do you have both? I do both. I work one-on-one -on -one with people and especially if they have like more deeper stuff, post-traumatic stress and so forth. And I do group coaching as well. Perfect. Before we leave, share with the audience how they can find you. Any social media, I don't hide. Just Google Parks Veronica, P-A-R-K-S and Veronica with a C. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. This has been amazing. I definitely want to collaborate with you in the future. I think that we could have some fun on Clubhouse or wherever. Absolutely. I would love that. <laughs> I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Before you leave, make sure to go to the show notes and get registered for Evolution 10X Masterclass. It's time for your transformation. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. If you love helping others, then please share this via social media with your friends and family. If you found value in it, they will too. Also, if you have questions, I'm here for you. You can email questions to thecosmicvalkyrie at gmail.com. I may even use one of your questions for future podcast episodes. And finally, I do have a personal request. I believe that we're all here to help each other heal, grow, and evolve. So if you would please leave a nice review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful and together we could transform more lives.